Welcome back to another episode of Quarren Stream, yet another Cinesnob podcast. I am Jared Kingery. I am Cody Viafania. And uh, Cody and I are uh, film critics for uh, Cinesnob.net. You may have heard us on our uh, other two podcasts, the Cinesnob podcast and ReMCU. And uh, we're joined this week uh, by a guest uh, who's been on uh, HBO and Comedy Central, comedian Vanessa Gonzalez. Hello, Vanessa. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. Happy uh, end of the world. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Where, where are you at currently, Vanessa? Um, I am back in Austin. I, I was okay. living, yeah, I was living in LA for the past two years, long distancing with my boyfriend. But when uh, COVID times hit, I was like, I guess I'll go back home because everything's closed. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm in Austin too, and we're uh, we're the epicenter of Texas right now. For uh... I know, I woke up and <laughs> saw that. I was like, damn. We're we're close in the mix too here in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. So, um, tell us what have you been doing? So, so you moved back? Did you move back like as it was unfolding, or did you get back before it all fell apart? Yeah, it was like all kind of going down. Uh, it was funny. I was actually in New York when I, I had just released an album i have an album my birthday's tomorrow on spotify and all the fun places if y'all want to listen to that cool um but uh so i was on tour and like it, it started you know like um it, it was like early february where it was like in italy and spain and then uh, I went to New York for a week, and as I was at the airport to go back to LA, it was like New York state of emergency was like the epicenter there. Mm -hmm. So I was like, "Oh crap, this is uh, for real scary." And then I get back to LA, and then that's when the states uh, started shutting down. So I was like, I came to uh, back to Austin early March, but then now I'm like, now I'm in the epicenter. So I'm like, great, I came to the, to the worst place I could be. Well, I mean, at least you're with your boyfriend. That's, that's been a yeah. problem. Uh, so, um, uh -huh. what have you been doing? Have you been doing anything in Austin? I know that there's a ton of people here that have, that have been going out to bars and going out to the, to the creeks and rivers and stuff. Have you partaken in any of any of that before this kind of resurgence? No, no, I, I, before all this, I've always been like a huge germaphobe. So I was like, totally like, nope, I'm quarantined. <laughs> I, I just came from New York and LA. So I'm going to just stay in. And then, um, my boyfriend was actually like still going to work. And I was like, when he comes back in, I'm like spraying him down and I'm like, take your clothes off outside. <laughs> then you could come in <laughs> um type of stuff but yeah we've just been you know we'll we'll kind of like do picnics to get out of the house but i haven't like gone besides heb which yeah i love heb <laughs> yeah we've uh we do the weekly trip to heb uh yeah we were going hiking um in the parks um my wife and i and mm -hmm. uh, i think 
this coming the Fourth of July, everything is is going to be closed. This this will air after that, but the, the during yeah. the Fourth of July, they're closing every park, so all the dum dums don't congregate there. So yeah. so now we're screwed. Like we can't we can't really go for our hike anymore. But I mean, it gets you, you know one one thing that. Uh, that Jared and I have talked about a little bit, but, but like is really coming to the surface now is I remember back when all of this stuff was starting, it was like the week before South by Southwest. And Mm -hmm. I, I remember how naive those conversations we were having were like, so should, should we go or not? Do you think it'll be canceled or and like, just to think about that actually happening, given everything that happened is insane to think about. I know. And I remember when, when I found out South by got canceled, it, that's when I was like, Oh shit, yeah. this is real. <laughs> yeah. Like South by that's crazy. Have you ever like, there, it's such a massive thing. Have you been before? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel, uh, you know, being from Austin, I would go, I actually got to perform on it. Um, two years ago, which was, uh, like a bucket list type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, just living in Austin, I would go every year just to like see the free stuff. And, you know, there's always like free things going on. Yeah. Yeah. We, we do that um, too. Cody and I used mm-hmm. to go, um, well, whenever, whenever Cody and I would go together, we would, uh, try to eat free as much as we could. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like not pay for food, but, uh, knowing the, the venue or knowing like how the venues get there, like thinking about even going into a crowd like that now, I mean, can you, I can you even imagine <laughs> if that'll ever get back to normal that like today, literally today, just, um, uh, ACL fest was canceled. Yeah. Oh, which yeah. is another huge deal. I never, I never partake in that anyway, but that's another situation where, and that's all the way in October too. Yeah. 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 That was, I know. Yeah, no, sorry, go ahead. No, I was I was just going to say that's I think that's the biggest the three festivals that were canceled like Lollapalooza, Coachella and mm-hmm. ACL mm-hmm. all in October. Um but yeah, we were there was there was literal uh like doubt about about uh-huh. uh <laughs> South by is like, well, should we do it or should we not? Like, eh, you know, and then companies started pulling out and then the city finally pulled the plug and uh I can't imagine how bad it would have been had it gone on. Oh man. Mhm. I mean you would have bought you would have bought a couple months of being the epicenter but that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> I know I'm like well we're still screwed and managed to do things wrong. <laughs> so um how has it did you do any um kind of any any shows like as people were shutting down was there was there a wind down in your shows? Yeah, I feel well my last show so I was in New York I did a run of shows like uh, every night in New York while I was there for a week. And then I got back to LA and my last show was in downtown LA. And I remember I always dread when I have shows downtown LA because it's the hardest to get to and there's never parking. I mean, there's no parking anywhere, but this one last show I did on my way there there was no traffic and I was like, this is weird. (laughs) And then I get there and there's parking right out front. And I'm like, this is weird. The earth, like the, the world's ending. Um, and I was like, Oh, they're going to send me home. Like, there's no way 
anyone's going to be at this downtown LA bar because it was before any like restrictions or shutdowns were in place. Uh, but then I walked into this bar and it was packed and it was like a packed, uh, bar. And I was like, okay, I guess nobody cares. And it was like this weird thing. Like it, like you were saying, like right before we actually knew what was going to happen, we're all like, we're okay. Right. Like this is cool (laughs) that we're, and just to be safe, they were like Lysol wiping the mic and hand sanitizer and all that. But I, I would, yeah, it was like at that point I was like, I don't think I should be scared. Right. Cause everyone's like, everyone's just kind of looking at each other like we're good. Right. So that was my last show. And ever since then I've been doing like zoom shows which are oh, yeah. you know pretty soul crushing but <laughs> <laughs> but I'm actually too. curious to know cuz I think you're the first person that we've talked we're the first comedian that we've talked to we 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 talked to some people who are gearing up for Zoom yeah. shows but I think you're the first that we've talked to who has actually done that uh-huh. so what has that process been like it has to be just completely surreal and weird yeah it's so weird um so it's pretty much because now I'm doing like Zoom family hangouts to like catch up and stuff. But for a Zoom show, I've done like maybe 10 now. And it's always like they send you the Zoom link. And sometimes there's just like 10 people in there. And it's like a family Zoom. But I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna talk for 10 minutes and everyone's muted. Is that so, so everyone's <laughs> muted? Wow everyone's muted or they're like you can say unmuted and we'd like to hear your laughs but then when people are unmuted and they still don't laugh it hurts more so (laughs) i i just like at this point i'm like just everyone mute themselves and i like to just be in the mindset of like i'm killing it right now (laughs) you even if they're unmuted you even wait that like split second to make sure that they're not like it's not just the delay uh, right. <laughs> I know I have seen some shows going on in uh, clubs like in the Midwest, uh, live mm-hmm. shows. Yeah. How San Antonio's club is open. Oh, yeah. How yeah. we're open. How here. soon yeah. do you think you would be comfortable going back to a situation like that? Uh, I it's funny because everything, especially here in Austin, like the Cap City's open now and they they asked me to come back last week but i i just i wasn't i was like i don't know i feel like i got i want to wait it out and see what what happens with this you know and now we're the episode yeah <laughs> so so yeah it's hard to tell like i truly like at the beginning of this i was like oh i'll get back out there in like august but now <laughs> i'm like i don't i have no idea i have no idea when I'll feel like, yeah, it's all good. I know I have a couple friends going on the road doing drive-in shows, which sounds yeah. pretty fun and safe. Yeah, my my brother lives in uh in New York and he's been going to uh drive-in shows like that and yeah. been saying that they've been pretty entertaining. The the only bad thing about it that I've seen uh-huh. is that instead of uh laughter, cars are honking. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just they, Which is, sounds terrible. Yeah. It's like it's a uh, bike they honk and flashlight. It's like it's yeah. I've heard it's Sturgis, <laughs> the, the motorcycle festival, the performances. Yeah. They they uh, they rev their motorcycles. That's like. Yeah. 
Anyway, um, so yeah, I guess I, I guess bombing there would be terrible too if, if there's just no sound coming no from one, the parking no lot. One <laughs> that would have it would be so. Crazy. How hard would that be to get used to? Also, just this like, yeah. blaring horns all across the. Or there's just one guy in the back that gets it, like. <laughs> no, that's like a whole nother like. PTSD you're going to get from like hearing <laughs> horns honk to not and lights. And I don't know if I'm ready for that. That does remind me of when I uh, first started working at a grocery, my very first job was at a grocery store and I could still, I could hear those like checkout scanner noises for uh, mm -hmm. like when I, when I was sleeping. Um, anyway, so how have you been passing the time? Um, you know, you mentioned mm -hmm. going to HEB, but there's only so many times yeah. you can do that. <laughs> yeah we've been like it's funny so we, we we take walks we have a dog her name's bugs and uh she loves going on walks so on one of these walks we found a street uh slow cooker <laughs> that was on the what? side of the road <laughs> yeah and it was a nice one and i'm telling you i've never seen so much joy in my boyfriend's face I was like, we're not taking that. Like, there's a pandemic, <laughs> and you you want to take a slow cooker from the street? <laughs> I'm like, we can't. You know, like I'm a germaphobe, and he's like, no, but this is a good one. Look at this, and there was a sign <laughs> on it that that says like I work, and I was like, I don't know. And but sure enough, he grabbed it and took it, and when we got home, he like clean the shit out of it and so we've been like making carnitas and nice. really good meals with that <laughs> so um just getting into cooking getting into meditating that's uh, my thing because you know there's a lot of anxiety going around right now yeah. <laughs> um so meditating writing i'm like yeah i'm out of work comic i gotta find ways to keep myself busy do you find that that so there's I guess there's a couple things here because I think one thing that I've been super interested in is talking, you know, not only about whether or not as a comic, like writing pandemic material is something that is mm -hmm. that is either like required because you have to address the elephant in the room or you don't want right. to be like everyone else and be, you know, coming to the stage whenever that is talking about that. So just, you know, if, if you're mm -hmm. if, if you've been if you've been like thinking about those things or even if you've been able to write during this time, which of course has the challenge mm -hmm. of not necessarily being able to test it out. But um, yeah. Ha right. Have you, have you been writing material? And if so, what are your thoughts on like pandemic material? Yeah, for sure. I, I felt like, uh, so at the beginning of the year, like February, March, when my album was coming out, I was already working on like, new material because i i'm like okay an hour is gone on this album so i had about 20 new minutes that i was like pumped i did it in new york came back did a ma show in la and then everything hit and i start doing these zoom shows and i'm like i can't just you it just felt it felt weird being like okay so uh like acting like nothing happened you know right. if, if, for me personally so I felt like I needed to kind of write new jokes it was almost like my old material didn't it wasn't even that old it was like two months old but it was like oh this doesn't make sense anymore yeah. <laughs> you have to kind of like adapt 
Um, so I, I started writing like kind of like, I, I don't really like to hit it over the head and just stick there, but yeah, dressing it, talking about my street crock pot and, and my <laughs> boyfriend and, and how I'm dealing. But it, and then, it, it, and then with like the protests and everything's happening, it's like, you have to kind of keep evolving because the world is kind of like it's it's changing so much that it, it just feels like I I I think people wanna hear comedy to like escape and for sure just get a laugh and not think of the the drama and and all the, the shit storm that we're in. But at the same time it's like I think there's like a balance and that's what I try to do. I'm like I address it but I don't like to stay on it the whole time and then kind of find a way to segue naturally into like oh just shitting on my mom or you know like (laughs) things I usually joke about um so so yeah I I I definitely think it's a balance because I've seen especially in the the first couple zoom shows I was in I was like what is this I don't know I was super nervous I'm like sitting in my in my little desk and I'm nervous to talk to my computer. I'm like, what, what's happening? Um, and then hearing the other comics go up before me, I'm like, Oh, everyone just sounds like they're mad and like venting and there's not really jokes. Everyone's just kind of like letting steam out, you know? Um, so, and I, I'm like, yeah, I think that's, that's fine. And like, people need to do that. But then how do we also like throw in some jokes in there? (laughs) So uh, uh, what uh, sort of setup did you do for these Zoom shows? I know that that some people are just sort of like talking into their computer, but did you like, you know, do you kind of prep a background? Are you like in a different room than your boyfriend or 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 your, you know, is your mm-hmm. is your dog running around? Is it just on the couch? What What is it? Yeah, well, our situation is kind of unique because we're in a studio apartment so there's no other room oh wow um so if yeah so luckily my dog is chill and she like sits and is not all crazy and um I always just have to check in with my boyfriend I'm like okay I'm about to do a zoom show do you need a pee or get up or put on <laughs> short, you know, like if you're just in your underwear, you might be seen. So he, he kind of preps, but now we've, um, we finally set up the desk where my back is to a wall so that he can like move around freely and, and doesn't have to like, doesn't have to you put know, on pants. <laughs> right. And like our <laughs> army crawl behind me. <laughs> So is he still going to work, like leaving the house for work? Yeah, yeah, he's still. Dang, that sucks. Well, he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't for a while. He's a graphic designer, and he mm-hmm. works in a small office up north. Um, but there's only two other people at his office right now. But I'm always like, don't talk to him, don't look at him, stay in your <laughs> office. <laughs> um. But because of everything and the numbers going up and now that we're the epicenter, he said that he's going to today's his last day and he's going to start working from home again. Have you got that's nice. How has it been uh, um, living together in in that situation where it's, you know, you're in a studio apartment and it's the two of you and it's, you know, it's you're there 24 seven and the dog. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. Um, it's funny. Everyone's always like, are y'all okay? Do you need, do, are y'all like at each other's throats? But I think because we were long distance for two years, it's, it's not like we're like happy to be around each other. But I keep saying, like, maybe give me, like, two months and I maybe, like, get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> but right now it's been nice. <laughs> do you uh, do you still have a place in L.A. or did you did you like permanently move back? Yeah, well, I had because I had a roommate there. She was from Louisiana and also a comic and we were roommates. And then when this hit, I was like, well, I'm going to go just hang out in Austin for a bit and she's like yeah yeah cool and then we saw it just unravel and she lost her job she was a server and her mm-hmm. restaurant closed completely so she was out the out of a job and then we just we just kept paying having to pay rent they had that rent forgiveness but they were like whatever you don't pay now you have 6 months to pay back and we're like we well, I'm not going to have six thousand dollars in you know six months so it was kind of like we were playing it by ear but then once may hit we were both like our lease was up and we're like yeah we should just move back home to save money for now since everything's like up in the air right now so we we just like ended the lease and she moved back home and so did I. And I, I feel better about not just like throwing a thousand bucks for rent. Yeah. For, you know, that you're not month. even at. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'm not even there. So well, right, is Austin. A, sorry. Is Austin a home for you? Like you're from here? No, I've lived in Austin. I started comedy here about 12 years ago. Um, but I'm originally from Laredo, Texas. On the, oh, okay. Mm-hmm, on the border. Are you, is your is your family still there? Yeah, my parents are. Um, but my brothers are. My older brothers in New Braunfels, and my younger brothers here okay. in Austin too. Yeah. Uh, do Do you uh, make it down to Laredo often? I do. I try to go at least once a year. Um, it's real hot there, but <laughs> the, the food's good. Um, yeah. It, if that's always, that's my biggest problem with Austin. Yeah. The, the, the Tex-Mex food is terrible. The yeah. Mexican food is terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I don't want to say terrible, but the further South you go, right. the better it gets. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. We used to go to, when I was a kid, we would go to Nuevo Laredo a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that that's so safe anymore. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, I used to go all the time, too. And even when I was in high school, because it was just right there, we would go drink. I was like 15. (laughs) And we would just go across and drink and everyone kept telling us like, it's dangerous, it's dangerous, which I'm absolutely sure it is and was, but we didn't care. (laughs) We were just like, whatever. Did you walk? Um, we would walk and then as soon as my friend got a car, we started driving across. Was it, was, did they, did they charge uh, cause I remember the last time I went to Mexico, they charged like 20 cents to walk the bridge. It's such a yeah. weird, random little tiny amount of money. I know. I'm like, Oh, now it's a toll bridge. I don't, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, they're like, 
they got two dimes like okay (laughs) no i don't remember them charging i mean i it's been a long time since i I used to just go all the time in high school because that was like the thing like once you're in high school everyone knows you go to mexico and drink and party there yeah no Uh that sounds about right yeah (laughs) (laughs) for a border town um so uh, to get to get closer to the premise of the show here, mm-hmm. um, what have you been watching while you're you're quarantined? Do you all have a, a oh, like yes. a, a a lot of uh, rituals you watch together, you and your boyfriend, or do you kind of like have this divided sense of what you like? Like you have TV time, he has TV time. Um, I think a little bit of both, um, but we, yeah, we've definitely like we have our routine. Kind of, it's kind of like a nightly thing of like what are we watching tonight like while we're making dinner from our street crock pots <laughs> um but how, how much of that had to be cleaned by the way before you were ready to you to, oh, to eat a I meal was, from it I, I i needed to see him like bleach it <laughs> soap and water all of that <laughs> um but yeah so at the beginning of quarantine we we made this like pack we're like what do we do? And we're like, you know, what would be fun if we went through all of the Tom Hanks filmography. Wow. And, and we're like, Oh, that'd be dope. So we kind of started off like every couple days we'd watch a new Tom Hanks. I mean, I've seen most of them, but it was kind of nice to like go back and be like, Oh, Turner and Hooch. What? This movie's weird. Yeah. We Um, we covered uh, Joe versus the volcano on this show a couple uh weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, oh, they're not all gems, but most of them <laughs> are. He has he he's uh he definitely has a lot of really good movies, but a lot of them were also like I hadn't seen the Da Vinci Code, and then I saw that, and I was like, Ooh. oh, I'm not. Yeah, I'm that's not, a, I'm all bored. those. They get progressively <laughs> worse <of> those, too. <laughs> yeah. All of those movies are bad, and I don't know why. Like it, it's yeah. they're just so boring. Yeah. So I did you start so a- bored? did you start at the beginning of his career we kind of like hopped back and forth like especially because my boyfriend had never seen that thing you do and that's Ah. my favorite movie of all time it's a Um, great movie and so i was like oh you have to and i like made sure he laughed at all the right points and stuff um but yeah, we, we kind of like went back and forth. Like we saw Splash and Turner and mm-hmm. Hooch and then we jumped to um, A League of Their Own and then we went back to mm-hmm. Sleep Sleepless in Seattle and then The Da Vinci Code. Um, and I was like, oh no, what That's happened That's a weird jump. Yeah, it was a weird jump. <laughs> oh, and then uh, Castaway was kind of like hard because I'm like, no, this is too close to home right now because we're all like, <laughs> <laughs> we're we all need a Wilson right now. So yeah, that, that one was hard, but still holds up. Uh, I, I think the thing then, about Tom Hanks is that even in a bad Tom Hanks movie, you always get a good Tom Hanks performance and I'm fine with that. Oh yes. 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 Man, I, I don't even know if that's true in the Da Vinci code though. <laughs> really? he's, he's, like a bit, he's a bit checked out. Yeah. I thought I was convinced that in the Da Vinci code, I was like, he's sick. He looks like, <laughs> like he has a cold, but he had to film anyway. That's what I kept telling my boyfriend. He had that terrible hair too, that yeah. like mullet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was going on? One of my favorites is uh, Apollo Thirteen. Uh, yeah, Apollo Thirteen. Oh yes, yes, uh, that great. one's really good. Um, 
And I mean, uh, you, you can't go wrong with that thing you do. I, I have you, I've heard there's, I think we talked about this before, Cody, there's like an extended version. Oh yeah. There uh, is. And where he's, I, uh, like his relation, like he's a, his character is gay and he's, I think he uh-huh. has a relationship with, is it Howie Long? Yes. Right? I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, well, it's funny. Cause I was like, I was so pumped. Cause I'm such a fan. I'm like extended version. Yes. And I watched it and I hated it. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I was like, Oh, these scenes were cut out for a reason. The movie oh, works. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> the movie works way better when it's like the actual version. And then, yeah, the extended cut is just like these random scenes where you're like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> They don't really matter. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. that tamp that tampers t- tamps down my uh, desire to see it yeah. a little bit. But, but still, check it out. Still check it out. I actually. So what's the what? I actually have a growing fondness for Castaway every time I watch it. I think mm-hmm. I think that movie's like really really good. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't have anything I, profound I to say about it. I just think it's a good movie. <laughs> I think it's um. I think it's probably the last good robert zemeckis movie oh yeah i think that's fair uh um and i I think it's got one of the biggest things that i uh, biggest problems i had with it you know 20 years ago when it was released is that the trailer gave away the ending uh you know that he lived or that he gets off the island and and, you know not that i never expected that but i think zemeckis was a little uh a little misguided when he thought like that the journey off the island was the important part but I don't know. Um, I, I mean, it's a great Tom Hanks performance, and the the tran- the physical transformation is amazing. Oh yeah, that always gets me. I'm always like, damn, he like really committed. <laughs> and one of the one of the things I remember most about uh, the the I seeing like the making of, and I mm-hmm. I want to say it's like one of the first movies that I remember seeing like kind of the virtual like set extension where mm. he's. The scene where he's looking like down the cliff, trying to, what is he trying to like figure out how to hang himself, right? Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and he's looking off that cliff, like they shot that like just on a riser in a parking lot. So like he's <laughs> literally just looking at like parking spaces, <laughs> and they awesome. green they they uh, keyed in all the other stuff. So um, I, I get I'm fascinated by Robert Zemeckis used to be pretty innovative uh in filmmaking i think he's really lost his way lately but yeah yeah for yeah. sure what's the latest one you've watched um of tom hanks we kind of, so this was like the beginning of quarantine times uh what was i think it was after i want to say the terminal that i was like i think i'm, I'm done is uh. <laughs> the terminal was also like no, but I mean, I, we saw a League of Their Own. We saw Philadelphia. Like all those, all the greats were in there. But then we ended with his not, not the best one. The terminal was. Um, <laughs> I I remember seeing it, but I don't remember much about it. It's sort of like a weird farce at times. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think that was uh, a. <laughs> I think the the most amazing thing I remember about that is just the like the real weird uh, working set that Spielberg built. Uh-huh. So I think I read at the time that that Borders actually like sold books. 
and really? it's just on a, it's on a set. <laughs> like it's just ridiculous excess yeah it was funny because my one of my friends was like i love the terminal so i was going in with like high hopes and then i was like this is ridiculous, especially being <laughs> from like a border town. I'm like, that's not how customs work. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, they would totally not. No, they would not allow this. <laughs> but I was like, is this based on a real? Is that based on a true story? I thought it was sort of, but maybe I'm, I'm like, mis- rethinking is... that. Because yeah, what is the I'm deal? Like, like his government gets overthrown, like uh-huh. while he's in the air. And basically, they have no diplomatic relationship with whatever this new government is, and his passport uh-huh. is invalidated. I, I don't. That may be like a uh, a war on terror era sort of yeah, uh, yeah. restriction that they wouldn't have. I think now he would have just gotten like sent back, or or even mm-hmm. just given political asylum. But well, I mean, maybe right. not with maybe not today, not in the right. current climate, but. Yeah, I don't know that that's that he'd be forced to live in the airport. <laughs> yeah, it custom. was so bizarre. And then his whole relationship with Catherine Zeta Jones. I'm like, wait, she likes him now? <laughs> she just like walked off a plane and was like, oh, now she's the love interest. It was it was just like too too many big leaps for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, um, but. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, no, I was going to say, so we, we kind of went through our, like, Tom Hanks phase, and now we've been really enjoying, um, like, horror films and suspense films. Okay. Um, yeah. Anything in well, particular uh, there that, that has stood out for you recently with horror films? Yeah. Um, so we we rewatched um, Sixth Sense, um, which I hadn't seen in a while, but it was funny because... I know what happened. The whole movie, I was like, "Oh, I know." Like, I, couldn't, I couldn't not know, and I'm like, "Oh, it's so obvious now." But I remember when I watched it for the first time, I was like so blindsided by the twist that now I'm like, "Oh, it's so obvious." Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, Sixth Sense. Uh, we what was a a good scary one we watched uh oh um i really love the orphanage um and oh the others we watched recently Mm -hmm. too um and the others was like kind of funny to me to watch now because it was y'all have seen it i don't want to ruin it that's uh the nicole kidman one right (laughs) yes yeah it's been a long time it's been a while, but it's kind of like it was to me like uh, kind of white people realizing their white privilege was kind of like <laughs> the others to me, <laughs> where it's just like, oh, no, it's us. Um, so that one's good. Uh, what else have I been watching? Um, oh, we saw The Lodge, which I hadn't seen before. That was pretty scary. I love The Lodge. I think that's... A, we just mm-hmm. did a, on our other podcast the top five movies of the year so far, and that was on my list. Mm. Yeah, that was really good. And, um, yeah, uh, I'm like, which other ones? I, I think I, I had wrote some of these down. Um, but, yeah, I, I really, I really want to see Midsummer the director's cut, because I've seen... 
Midsummer. I saw Midsummer in theaters, but every time I get myself to start it, I like remember what it is, and I'm like, no, I don't think I'm ready. Yet. You know, my my the the one thing I thought when I saw Midsummer is 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 not this needs to be longer. Like it's it's right. <laughs> right. I mean, Hereditary definitely scared me for a week after I saw it. I like Hereditary. But, I know some people were like, oh, it wasn't scary. I'm like, it terrified me. <laughs> but I don't know if it's because I grew up Catholic or what. But I was like, no, this is hitting <laughs> all the scary things. <laughs> so uh, to that end, um, mm -hmm. the premise of the show here is we're going to recommend some movies for you to watch. Uh, okay. So Cody and I have, um, we spoke a little bit beforehand to kind of curate some picks for you. Um, based on what you said you've been watching. So Cody, do you wanna you wanna tell her uh tell Vanessa your pick first? Yeah, yeah, I'll go first. Uh so um my pick is uh something that's streaming on Hulu right now and um well it's it's a film called Let Me In and essentially Let Me In uh is it's interesting because it is a remake of a Swedish movie called Let the Right One In. And if you follow mm -hmm. horror movie circles at all, Let the Room Let the Right One In is kind of a like a legendary vampire movie um that is one of that's uh, considered like a modern horror movie classic. It's a Swedish movie. It's really really good. And when it was announced that they were going to remake it, uh, an American version, Typically speaking, with with you know classic movies that people don't want touched, people were outraged and, and thought that they didn't need it. But you know the great thing was that they got super talented people behind it, and um, the the writer and director of Let Me In is Matt Reeves, who um, is is one of my favorite working filmmakers right now. So he got his it wasn't his first movie, but he kind of came to prominence. He directed Cloverfield, um, and, mm -hmm. and then he. I, I, Cody I, mentions he, Cloverfield all the time. I do mention I love Cloverfield. Um, if you're looking for a suspense movie, Cloverfield, but that's another that's another topic. But um, yeah, I love Ten Cloverfield Lane. Really, good. I was yeah. so disappointed by the aliens at the end of that. I think oh, the, I think yeah. the, I think the I think the rest of the movie is a, a nice, fun, tension-filled thing, and then the that yeah. slapping on of the aliens is is no good for sure i i just like love john goodman in it he was scary to me yeah john goodman's great <laughs> yeah. in that movie yeah um but yeah so so he so he did cloverfield and then let me in was his follow-up it's actually the 10-year anniversary this year of uh let me in i believe and um and then he went on to do the second and third planet of the apes movies um I, that was jared that was rise and dawn right no, uh, Dawn and War. Dawn and War. That's right. Dawn and War, mm -hmm. uh, which are both incredible movies that he directed the hell out of. But uh, so yeah, it's it's like a uh, it's a vampire movie, but it's like uh, it's like a teen vampire movie, but not in like the Twilight way. In a way that it's it's super moody. It's super dark. It's got Chloe Chloe Moretz in it, who plays the vampire girl, and then Cody Smith McPhee who plays the boy who's kind of bullied. And then in his apartment complex, there's a mysterious girl who's there with her vampire familiar or whatever. And, um, mm. and yeah, it's just a really sweet, um, connect like story of connection. That's also really 
dark and kind of gruesome and really well shot by Matt, uh, by, um, I don't know who shot the movie, but it's well directed by Matt Reeves. Um, and yeah, I, it's, it's one of my favorite horror films, um, of the last 10 years. And I think it's a, it's just a really interesting watch. And, uh, and, and most importantly, it's a movie that I think most horror fans not only appreciate as a faithful adaptation, but something that stands on its own as an interpretation of a, of a classic movie. So that's my pick. All right. Uh, mine is a, uh, another classic horror film, uh, more of a horror comedy. I would say, uh, gremlins, the original gremlins, uh, nice. now streaming on uh, HBO max. This was released in 1984. It's uh, directed by Joe Dante. Um, Steven Spielberg is the executive producer. Um, it's, it's about a, um, uh, a, like a traveling uh, salesman slash inventor who stops into this like Chinese junk shop and finds a uh, mogwai, uh, which is the cute little furry gizmo that he uh, ends up sort of stealing and taking home to his son, um, uh, Billy played by Zach Galligan. And uh, the, uh, the, the rules are, of course, you probably heard this in pop culture before. Don't uh, they don't like bright light. Uh, don't get them wet and don't feed them after midnight. And <laughs> uh, of course, uh, all of those things happen. Um, you know, getting them wet causes uh, them to multiply. And uh, all of the uh, children of Gizmo, let's say that, that he comes, that come from him are real big assholes. And then uh, <laughs> when they eat after midnight, they turn into gremlins, the sort of lizardy reptilian green versions of themselves and they start wreaking havoc on the town. They, uh, they, uh, you know, um, they kill some people, they ruin a lot of stuff and it's all very, there, there's a lot of gore, but there's a lot of laughs too. Um, mm -hmm. so, uh, that is of course, um, you know, it, it's, we, we talked to, actually, I recommended uh, gremlins Two a few weeks ago to another guest, um, the Gremlins Two is is an entirely different sort of movie. It's it's more of a, a straight uh, crazy comedy than it is anything yeah. else. Uh, this has uh, again Zach Galligan, Phoebe Cates, um, Judge Reinhold, uh, Corey Feldman, uh, even uh, uh, Better Call Saul and, and Breaking Bad's Jonathan Banks has a uh, a small role, and then Howie Mandel does the voice of Gizmo, and. Um, that's my pick. So Gremlins, a wonderfully eighties cast there. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean Phoebe Cates and, and Judge Reinhold are, you know, kind of eighties legends with uh, uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. That scene they shared together. If the two of you know what I'm talking about, I don't know how old you are, Vanessa, but <laughs> you may not be I, familiar. I think I, I remember the uh, famous Phoebe Cates coming out of the, the pool scene. If you're familiar, oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Anyway, that's from Fast Times Ridgemont High. <laughs> Please decide between those two films. Don't tell us what you're going to pick yet. When we come back in the next episode, we're going to discuss which movie you picked and 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 why you picked it and uh, what you thought of it. So uh, I understand you have a pick for us. What movie is that? Um, I'm going to recommend The Orphanage because I think it's okay. so good and uh, well done. It's in Spanish, so study up. subtitles, I think. Yeah. I know a little bit of Spanish, enough to, to kind of get by. Um, 
but yeah, watching a film. I under this is um, a Guillermo del Toro produced movie, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, yes. I think it is it the first film from J. A. Boyena. Who I did, believe that uh, it is. I have to look that up. He did uh, the he did uh, the 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 newest or the latest Jurassic Park, uh, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom, which I absolutely hated. But uh, <laughs> I don't, so funny. <laughs> I don't know that that was his fault because it was right. it was very stylish. But man, that movie is so stupid. Um, it was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, okay, cool. So we will watch the orphanage, and you, Yay. and then uh, we'll come back next week and we'll talk about that. So listen to the next episode, everyone, to hear uh, what we think of these movies, what Cody and I think of the orphanage or thought of the orphanage, and what you thought of either Let Me In or Gremlins. So um, cool. So we'll we'll talk about that next week, uh, Vanessa. Thank you for joining us. Is there anything you want to plug that you're doing right now? Are you doing any more uh, soul crushing zoom shows or. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, um, you can follow me on my Instagram uh, at Vanessa Marie, B U H N E S S A M A R I E. And I have a album out my birthday's tomorrow and you can find it on all streaming platforms. Very cool. Uh, so that, yeah, that, so it's Vanessa Marie. Vanessa Marie. Vanessa. I get it. <laughs> uh, uh, also, if you want to reach out to Cody and I, you can email us at podcast at cinesnob.net. You can find us on Twitter at cinesnob, on Facebook, cinesnob critic. You can listen to our other podcasts, the cinesnob podcast, uh, where we are reviewing uh, basically uh, anything that hits VOD. Uh, quality is not an issue if you can watch it at home <laughs> at least this week we'll watch it um and then our other podcast re mcu where we are re-watching the uh, marvel cinematic universe and talking about that are you a marvel fan at all um vanessa i um i have to say yes because my boyfriend makes me okay <laughs> that's probably what i figured <laughs> yeah. my my wife is my wife doesn't care either so uh yeah, yeah. some of them um, are like I mean, she likes Robert Downey Jr., so she's seen Iron Man. But Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, anything else before we go, Cody? Yeah, I'll just quickly plug uh, the podcast I'm on with comedians Jerry Rocha and Eddie Pence. It's called The Ramble. That's every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, uh, which we'll have a sub-podcast soon called Good Willow Hunting, where uh, I watch a bunch of 80s movies they can't believe I haven't seen, which will culminate in me finally watching the movie Willow. So, and, is, is, is Gremlins on that list? Because I don't think you've seen Gremlins, have you? Um, I I haven't. The first movie that's up is Predator. I have never seen Predator. That's the first one. I there's wow. been yeah, there's been talks of potentially GI <laughs> Joe, the animated GI Joe movie. Um, uh, that sounds about right for those two guys. Yeah, th- <laughs> there will certainly be so, a lot of that. So um, yeah, I look forward to being subjected to <laughs> to stuff that probably won't hold up all that great. Uh, Predator holds up. I, I gotta say, Predator holds up. If you, I mean, it's a, it's a pure action film. But uh, okay, uh, thank you again, Vanessa, for joining us, and we will talk to you next thank week. Um, on that note, I'm Jared Kingery, and I am Cody Viafania.